Well, I mean, Ziana, this, firstly, actually, I want to get this clear because in my head, I've always called you Ziana, but is it Ziana or Ziana? It, it is Ziana, but, um, you know, people that I get a chance to know and, 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 and talk to, they, can, they call me Z or Busy, whichever they feel kind of uh, is easier to remember. Yeah. yeah, I'm just wondering if it's like the British accent in me or if it's like, I'm just getting it wrong. But Ziana, Ziana's fine. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. I just wanted to check that because I've always read it. I was like, I'm not actually 100% sure because I haven't come across <laughs> your name before, which is kind of mad. Thank it's a, you. It's a good name. But, um, awesome. Thank you. That's all right. Well, I mean, if you want to introduce yourself, Ziana, to the podcast listeners and you know anyone who's listening live as well, uh, tell us just a little little introduction about yourself. That'd be great. Absolutely. So um, first of all, thank you to everyone who is listening live as well as who will be listening um, once this has actually been posted. My name is Ziana and I am all things Web3. By that meaning, I work with projects and brands. I am currently working on my own personal brand. I am a Twitter space maxi, JPEG loving individual. And I am just so happy to be growing in the space and helping to um, assist in others uh, and other people's growth in this space for the future. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you find it working for brands and stuff like that? I guess that's quite a, quite a big thing to end up doing. And it seems, you know, for someone like myself, that's something like that seems quite far off. But you, you're obviously, I mean, you're repping a, a, you work for someone now, I think in your bio, it says um, Operation Sin. I do. Is that, is that your main one you're working with right now? I am working for them. I uh, I work alongside um, about two more projects as well. I just don't have them in my bio just because I like to keep things a little bit more clean and organized. So it's a lot of work. I will be entirely transparent. It's not easy because the space is constantly changing, right? So trying to find a balance between being an active member in the space whether it's to stay up to date with the latest trends and really what's kind of going on in the space as a whole, right? With some of your favorite influencers, some of your closest friends on what your friends are building and trying to just support um, in any way possible along with working in the space is just a lot to juggle, which I am uh, trying to still find the balance. Um, it's not something that I've perfected at all, but my schedule and the way that I work just kind of works for me. So it's a lot of fun. You get an opportunity to really connect with some incredible individuals in the space. Um, I actually see Frank in the in the audience, and, and Frank is actually one of them. He's he's incredible. So just a huge shout out to you, Frank, um, for for just saying for showing up. But yeah, it's it's a lot of work to be honest with you, um, Rich. But I love it. I have an opportunity to really just um, sharpen my skills, but also have an opportunity to help those who want to, to, to work in the space themselves and say, hey, you know what, these are some things that I had to work on and, and I didn't really get right uh, or on top of right away, I recommend kind of doing A, B, and C for the future of your success. So um, I love it, but it, it has its challenges for sure, which, which I definitely um, recognize. Yeah, I mean, it would be difficult juggling three jobs you know normally uh but do, do you work outside of web three at all or are you full-time do. doing this I do also work outside. so you are actually technically <laughs> juggling four jobs probably then yeah. not just three yeah so it's definitely a lot i mean granted um you know one of my main positions is kind of managing partnerships and collaborations for projects but i 
I do have experience in a range of, of things, whether it's from moderation, um, I've helped with a little bit of advising as well, uh, which has been really fun and was probably my most challenging experience. And then marketing is probably is, is really my strong suit. Um, unfortunately, I haven't had the actual opportunity just yet to really tap into that just because I, I think marketing is, is certainly not easy to do in this space, but it's, it's a, an area that I know very well in Web2 and hopefully we'll have the opportunity to tap in um, to this space. So with, when I mean by that is every position that you're able to, to have or take on um, has its workloads. So collabs and partnerships for most people don't seem like a lot of work, but I definitely think that it's um, a lot of work just because you're trying to provide value not only for your team, but for your community. You're trying to really solidify um, connections in the space um, and make sure that you, you get a balanced uh, collab and, and your, your conversations are balanced and you, uh, you learn from them things maybe that might be beneficial for you to progress and, again, sharpen your own skills for the future. So, again, every position has its different workloads. So I'm, I'm just lucky to be able to have basically had every position that you would have, whether it's with a project or a brand, except for being like a founder or a CEO. Yeah. And I think with, especially when it comes to like marketing, um, web three versus web two, I think web three, you have like, and you would probably be able to speak on this better than I can, but I feel like there's a fine line between, you know, advertising that's very spammy and like it comes across quite poorly because it's like, I think crypto can kind of have these and NFTs can have these sort of thoughts and feelings behind them where people don't necessarily always trust the projects and stuff like this, um, whoever they may be. Hence why advertising, I think, is probably harder. Whereas when you have like a Web2 brand or just a, it could be anything, right? Services and stuff like that. It's a lot more, I guess it's the regulation behind it. It makes you trust it more, if you know what I'm saying. So I guess that's probably, does that, is that where some of the struggle comes from that? Definitely. And then, you know, there's this whole idea of balancing whether you know, and I'll speak very transparently to this is, you know, trying to bot your, your project, whether it's with followers on Twitter or trying to get fake accounts to seem that your discord server is very active or even to reach out to your, again, your favorite influencers to really bring some sort of authentic engagement and finding those individuals that may have a further reach than you do at that time um, that align with your project in your community. And again, coming to some sort of a mutual agreement uh, and the hashing out the details in that area. So, and then really just trying to find everything from the specific niche as a project that you're trying to tap, tap into um, the market, right? And, and, you know, because again, the space is moving 24 seven and you have um, people from all over the world, right? You, you have uh, people from the US, Asia, Africa, Europe, and trying to really see, you know, which parts of the world would really hone into the project that you're building and kind of resonates with their culture and their community. So, and that's just, you know, really basic stuff. There's so much more that kind of goes into, into marketing, especially in the space, really analyzing um, and pulling all your tools, whether it's tools that you have to purchase or just tools that are readily available, like an NFT inspect. So, there's just so many areas to tap into um, and strategies that you have to really play when it comes to marketing for a project here in the space. And then again, like you said, 
um, there's a lot of scam situations that you have to be very conscious of and aware of, you know? So there's just a lot of details. And like you said, when it comes to trying to produce some sort of marketing in Web2, it is very easy, right? If you take like your favorite restaurant, you're very familiar with who they are. You're not going to have any suspicions. You can just pull up to the restaurant because you saw a coupon in the mail or you saw a commercial or you just saw an ad scrolling through Instagram. Um, there really aren't too many suspicions or worries in regards to scams for the most part. So people obviously are, are more keen to Web2 marketing than Web3. And honestly, there just aren't a lot of people that are experienced um, with marketing in Web3. A lot of good marketers, but Web3 marketing is extremely different. Yeah, I feel like part of it, and this is just my thought and my take on it, is that the the products from Web2 is slightly different. Like I think people are more open to longer forms of building whether it be an audience or um you know a, a customer base in web 2 versus web 3 to me it seems at least a lot of it has to come fairly thick and fast yes like you need a lot of attention from the get-go and i i don't think in my personal experience i've ever really seen many projects organically growing throughout years like at, and you know maybe the first year they've gained an audience of a thousand the second year they're at five thousand I, I i more often see you know bang, suddenly there's this project or this this company, you know, doing something and they've got 30,000 followers, you know what I mean? So I think it's a, a slightly different, that's probably the difference you get between Web 2 and Web 3. It's a less sort of slow organic. That's my my opinion on it. Um, I don't know if you found that when you're working there or working for these places. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that statement 100%. Yeah. And I mean, you know, going off of the fact that you said you had some Web2 marketing experience, I, I kind of wanted to hear actually your story of how you've got to where you're at, doing all these things, working for these Web3 you know, companies, projects, businesses. And, you know, how, how did Diana get from, you know, not even knowing about crypto at some point, I'm assuming, to where you are now? What, what's the story behind that? <laughs> yeah, um, so... I dove headfirst into NFTs out of just pure curiosity. So to be entirely honest with you, I love art. Um, one of my goals is to really be so financially stable that I can uh, support artists within the space because I do personally come from a long line of artists. I myself, I'm an artist. I, I sing, I've played instruments. I love art. I, um, I love going to museums whenever I travel outside of the country. One of, the one of the first things that I try to do is visit museums. Um, just because I, I love the process that goes into it. I love the stories. I love the emotional impact it, um, it takes on you whenever you're hearing the stories of how these pieces were created. So I came into the space with the intention of, man, I would love to support artists and art. Obviously, I didn't actually know anything about crypto, which was funny. Um, and it's actually not very common. Um, and then after kind of noticing, obviously, that there was an opportunity to make some uh, financial gain, I definitely was even more intrigued and said, well, you know what, I'm, I'll try to do this as like a hobby, right? Um, I have some, some goals that I want to accomplish in Web2 um, that I think, you know, this could be an additional stream of income. So, but I also learned very quickly that there was a, an insane community aspect that I had never had before. And what I mean by that is it's just, again, this availability and to access people that I never would have had access to other, uh, other than through the, the space itself, right? And I mean, the stories that I've heard and the people that I've come across have 
been incredible, have changed my life, have changed the lives of friends that I've made in the space. And it just, it blows my mind. Right. And, you know, there are so many things that are kind of happening in the world, but I just, I knew that this would be the future very quickly. Right. I had always heard about cryptocurrency. Um, I had heard very small terms, tokenization, decentralization. And I'm like, I have no idea what these words mean. Let me Google them. So with that, I just kind of submerged myself in everything NFTs and Web3, right? I mean, Twitter, Discord, I was grinding for whitelists, trying to make friends. Um, and then, you know, having found out that you could actually work for projects and really watch them grow really intrigued me, right? I, I have experience in community building and, and um, event planning and marketing and managing overall. So I said, you know what, this is something I would love to do, right? It's, it's fun. I, I have a little bit more flexibility, possibly in my schedule. Um, you know, and what I do in the in web two is just something I was trying to transition out of anyways, just because I had been, uh, you know, just not very happy fighting for, you know, simple holidays off and birthdays and such, and, and really not enjoying my life. And um, also not really feeling fulfilled in the way that I knew I could be, and also helping others in that process. So I, I don't have like a, a one-way street. I just kind of submerged myself, right? I had a lot of FOMO. I was trying to get every whitelist I could. Um, I actually started in Twitter spaces back in early February of last year. So I very quickly learned that I was able to meet some incredible people through Twitter spaces. There was a, a, a project called The Little Lemons and there was a gentleman named Michael Rip. And I have to give him a huge shout out because he was one of the people that gave me the confidence to speak in the space and really empowered me and people constantly on his Twitter space that, you know, to just feel free to grow. Um, come on this, come on stage, talk to some of their guests, you know, say GM, be present, be an active community member and was just so generous in his knowledge. Um, and in the Twitter space was actually called the morning squeeze. So from then on, I just kind of, again, really gained a lot of confidence, really was just very excited to continue to build. And from then on, I got a few opportunities to just start moderating in projects, um, you know, and I was like, I really want to get my feet wet in one of my first projects. I, the, the founder was, saw that I was very capable of being a moderator. He actually promoted me to be a community manager within about the first month and a half, which was really awesome. And then after that, I just kind of, opportunities just kind of started to be presented to me, right? And um, it was kind of left field because it was just so many all at once at the very beginning. And, you know, I was, I kind of dove headfirst again into those projects, really submerged myself, got a deep understanding. Unfortunately, you know, that was within the time transitioning from the, um, the bull market to the bear. So a lot of those projects really didn't have an opportunity to really, to, to start, uh, although a lot of things were completed. So, you know, again, just kind of continued building friendships and relationships within alpha groups, um, really made a name for myself and started attending IRL NFT events. So I went to NFT New York in June of last year um, and got a chance to sit down with some really incredible founders and people that I looked up to and just started to spark up some conversations and one of the things that I very quickly realized, I'm like, man, you know what? Creating a brand for myself and even hopping on Twitter spaces would really be beneficial. 
Um, but not just, you know, hopping on a stage that I would do back in February and just say maybe GM and a few words here and there, but really just kind of submerge in these conversations and really see how well I can talk about them. Um, and again, host my own Twitter spaces. And the reason also for this is, and I'm always trying to challenge my own self is because I had a, ma- I had a massive fear of public speaking and Twitter spaces actually changed this for me. So with having started Twitter spaces and again, really hopping on stage and, and discussing topics and challenging my own self, not only knowledge wise, but just this fear of speaking really kind of brought out an even insane level of confidence that I thought I would never be able to have. So from then on, it would just kind of spiraled into just a love of Twitter spaces, right? Just continued making connection after connection. And it just, it hasn't stopped. Um, And to be honest with you, just kind of leading up to now, although there has been a lot of kind of buffered areas in between that time from now, um, in just to backtrack, I, I attended NFT Miami or Art Basel. Again, met some more people, made some great connections, have just been just swarmed with opportunities to the point where I had to respectfully say, hey, you know, I, I don't have the bandwidth, but here are some people that I feel like could really accomplish or execute the position or the job that you're looking for um, at the same level as myself or even better which is actually a, a goal of mine. And I'm, I'm so grateful to, to see that slowly flourishing. And again, um, up to the present time, you know, I am helping to build a current project that I, I can't say too much on just yet until for about another two weeks. Um, and, and it's just so much fun. The team that I'm building with is incredible. Um, with Operation Sin, and I'm sorry, I'm actually going to backtrack with Operation Sin specifically because it, it kind of plays a, a close um, role in my heart was I actually did operations in Twitter spaces back in June. Um, and they were the largest uh, attended Twitter spaces at that time. The first Twitter space we had was a little over a thousand. And the second one was about 700. And then from the couple after that were would range between 700 to a thousand. Um I was very familiar with the Llamaverse ecosystem from a few friends. And I said, you know what? This is a goal. I would love to have an opportunity to work for Operation Sin. Um, you know, I'm uh, a big believer in, you know, writing things down that you want to accomplish and working towards them to, to see them be flourish and actually be an accomplishment. So I wrote, you know, that I will be working for Operation Sin back in September, on September 25th. And about two and a half, three weeks later, um, in October of last year, I was actually approached to work for the project. Very quickly, I was, um, <laughs> very quickly, I was, you know, approached um, and they realized my potential and I moved my way from a community ambassador to now handling all of their partnerships and their collabs for the entirety of the project, which I'm incredibly grateful for. So um, at this point, you know, just having worked my way and, and really, done my best to just continue to support and and build connections and relationships um i'm just i think at this point i'm trying to make sure that i don't overwhelm myself or spread myself too thin with the amount of opportunities that are being presented my way um because you know i i'm a big believer in just taking on small amounts of work so that you can execute them properly 
and maintain your integrity in that. So yeah, hopefully I didn't scatter around too much. My story's pretty long because I have been in this space for quite some time and I have, I have seen so much. I have been present for so many um, situations and, and challenges and um, really rough patches in the space. I have seen some of the people that I thought would be in this space forever leave and people that I know um, that I never knew up until a couple months ago just become incredibly important in my, my life in a very short period of time. So it's, it's definitely been a journey, but I'm, I'm just getting started. Yeah, I think that's one of the best sort of uh, tellings of, of how someone started and actually reached the point they're at now that I've had so far. So I commend you on that. You're, you're, and your public speaking is clearly very good as well. This is why I wanted to get you on because I've heard you on Spaces before and I thought, you know, wow, you know, she can speak very well. And I like to get sort of experiences from people and listen to how they've sort of reached that point. Because for me, I feel like I'm at, I feel like I'm at the start of my journey. Uh, I, I, I've started these spaces in December um, and I actually spoke, my first space I spoke on was one with Sansa. And I know you know Sansa because you, you have a podcast with Sansa and Shiv. So I've actually had a, a podcast episode with both of your <laughs> co-hosts, um, which is great. And I, I love both those guys. They're great. And Sans is actually the first sort of space I spoke on. And I, I remember it very well because I just remember how much like my voice was like shaking. It was, <laughs> I was like, oh no, this is terrible. I've always sort of had that like mild p bit of social anxiety kind of, I don't know if it's that, but I just, you know, public speaking was never, never something I'd be able to do. I think I could do it quite well now. I, I mean, I've improved and it's like one of those things over time. Hopefully it will just get better and better. But I've never really thought I'd be speaking to random people every week, <laughs> like filming it and then posting it online. You know what I mean? So, but hearing your story is is like it's almost uh, it's like a it's like a breath of fresh air, but it's like a breath of like hope as well for someone like me. I'm like okay, I can make these strides myself, and hopefully as well one day be you know extremely comfortable with this sort of thing. Um, but I think I think that's great, and I actually wanted to ask in regards to Sansa and Shiv and, and that that podcast you're hosting. How is that going for you guys? I think it's, is it Shiv's actually the main host of that podcast, isn't he? Yes. So he has the 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 space called the Playbook, and Sansa and I are the co-host, and it's actually going really well. It's really awesome. Um, Shiv's incredible. I've known Shiv since about May of last year, and he's just absolutely been just shooting to the stars. And Sansa, I actually just only recently became acquainted with maybe about a couple months ago. I want to say maybe in November of last year. Um, and, you know, it, it was just, it's just been great. You know, he's a, he, we joke around all a lot. We ex excuse my language and hopefully this is, does not, do, you know, diminish your podcast, but we give a lot, we give each other a lot of shit um, behind the scenes and in person, but we do love, you know, hanging out. He's really awesome. He's, you know, he's a dad, he's a husband, but just is absolutely killing it in this space. And I'm just excited to, and really proud and learn so much from them um, as we just kind of continue to grow. Yeah, I've loved seeing um, Sansa's, Sansa and, and Shiv's growth and they they deserve it. I saw Sansa hit 10K the other day and um, he does deserve it. Uh, he's, a, he's a great Spaces host. And yeah, he's, he's, I like to put him as one of the top people on my list just because he was one of the Spaces I first spoke on, like I said. So I, I love to see that. And uh, when it comes to giving giving him shit and saying that on the podcast, that's fine. I was actually going to say that your your long speech was like a Sansa monologue, but actually it had some quality behind it. So I loved it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. 
But I want to ask you, Ziana, actually, uh, about quickly before we go into the next part, I just want to ask, because you sort of, you've sort of hinted at some Web2 marketing and stuff you've done. I just want to ask directly, like, if you're sort of ready to share it, you don't have to share it if you don't want to, but like, so what past work and study you've, you've sort of done in your life that maybe, you know, comes into this Web3 space that, that helps you specifically? Yeah, so I did, I started, I work in the hospitality industry. So when you hear hospitality, you hear, you know, restaurants and hotels, but I work for more so on the luxury side of things. So your five diamond, uh, four diamond resorts and um, high-end restaurants as well, and just deal with a lot of their marketing um, as well as event planning. So and I won't say that the resort just to kind of keep things a little bit more confidential, but one of the resorts that I worked for um, just one of the top resorts here within my city, central Florida, and just did a lot of their marketing, worked alongside, um, I'll just say this with Disney. <laughs> and, you know, uh, again, did a lot of marketing and planning and events for the resort, um, worked alongside the, the, I guess, the hotel room side of things. And again, just did a lot of planning through our social media outlets as well as in um, like real life events throughout the entirety of the hotel. Um, a lot of photo shoots were engaged and, and really keeping those conversations. I had to work alongside again, like um, teams with like the Disney, uh, on, on the Disney campus, just to kind of see what they were looking to collaborate with us and, and vice versa. Um, and then again, just involving even specials on rooms were really important. So just kind of tracking and analyzing what our uh, nearest competitors were kind of doing made a lot of connections with with um, like restaurants and hotels and within my uh, vicinity to make sure that we were providing the best value um, at that point. So and then on the luxury side of the uh, of food or beverages and restaurants, again uh, photo shoots a lot with like the our executive chefs and presenting um, you know any specials that we had to do engaging in other restaurants, really planning any future events, again, whether it had to do with Disney um, and planning events for marketing purposes within um, like, oh my goodness, I'm trying to keep, uh, think of the word without releasing too much, but just with other um, companies or brands within that area and that vicinity that wanted to kind of collab with our restaurants as well as the resorts that again, wanted to kind of, um, you know, take care of their employees at that time, or if there was a new store kind of opening up within the vicinity that wanted to maybe showcase what they had with us, we would work something out in that way, whether again, it was like some sort of event planning, um, a catering service that I would have to make sure gets taken care of, um, as well as again, some level of marketing on that. So there's a lot of detail that goes behind it. Um, but, and, and within all of that, analyzing exactly how how far the reach goes and even to the to the point of like in what locations they're reaching out to so if we're getting a lot more um, interactions within the U.S. then you know we would try and, and do our best to maybe veer into more so of like the European side of things just because again the resort that I worked for um, and the city that I live in is heavily based off of um, travelers so um, yeah hopefully that, that touches base it was again not not too specific but I, I have a I have a lot of experience I've been doing it for quite some time so 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I, I try and ask questions to people that won't because I don't want to put people in uncomfortable positions where they've got to tell them you know tell the public too much about what they because like I myself I, I you know it's hard I don't want to necessarily dox a lot about myself either I don't really I don't really mind as much anymore but I know some people are very uh, protective about that sort of thing so I'm like well how can I do this in a way that I can ask it without sounding like I'm trying to just intrude but the idea behind this is obviously to get to know as much about you as possible for you and your audience and me to to you know you know hear about so i try and do it in a in a way that's not too too heavy-handed but i think it, i think that was good anyway and actually on a, on a bit of a less professional level what what other things do you go up to outside of this like outside of web3 outside of your job what what do you enjoy doing um yeah so i am a bodybuilder and i am a huge gym rat okay so I'm i like obsessed, that. <laughs> obsessed with anything fitness related i um I love actually skydiving. I've done just two kind of tandem jumps and, and tandem jumps are just ones that you're actually attached to someone. I want to be able to actually, um, to, to get my license to fly solo at some point. It's a really big goal of mine. And I just honestly, really anything I'll be on, I'll be entirely honest with you. The past year has just kind of made me like an indoor individual unless I'm going to the gym, but I really just enjoy being outside. I really do before this space. Um, I love, you know, again, I, I live in Florida. So um, hence why I said Disney. And we have like, um, we have springs and I love to go kayaking or canoeing or just going to the beach, um, going to the pool. I do enjoy reading, which is great. Something that I didn't really used to do when I was young, but have grown into it a lot. Um, and yeah, I mean, those are. Would you some of say, <laughs> would you say the bodybuilding helps you with sort of discipline when it comes to work as well? Because I know full well that that bodybuilding is not easy. Yes, I. It's funny because I feel like I make a lot of references, or I really gained a lot of my discipline and really sharpened a lot of my own personal skill sets and even my own mindset when it came to bodybuilding. Right there, there was a reason why I. I did a bodybuilding show. I was already involved within that community and just obsessed with it. But bodybuilding and anything fitness related, right, is really just you against you. You can't cheat it. You know, it's nothing that you can do to really show that your body is somewhere unless you're, you're doing surgeries and stuff. And even then, those doctors actually recommend you to continue some, some sort of physical activity to maintain the way that you look. But in reality, it is you just know how powerful your mind is and how powerful your body is. And with just you simply pushing yourself um, to really be disciplined, for me, it showed me what I was capable of, right? So learning to be disciplined and stay organized in the space, granted, you know, I'm still learning how to do that just because it's, it's very different. I know I'm capable of it right? No one can take that from me because I've proven that to myself. Um, it's kind of like whenever you hear people within Web2 and companies and jobs saying, you know, if they're hiring for someone, they require a bachelor's degree, right? And I have people who work in, in human resources or friends, I mean, and I ask them, well, why do you need a, a bachelor's degree for this? They say, well, because they, they want to see that you're willing to, that, that you stuck through to accomplish something, right? That you that from the beginning to the end that you were willing to put in the work and the time to get a bachelor's degree. They could care less what your bachelor's degree is in, just that you finished and got it, right? 
So I kind of look at the, at bodybuilding as the same where like, for me, I knew that the moment that I said, I'm going to do this to the very moment that I stepped on stage and got my award and said, you know what? I finished. I knew that in between that, the amount of work and what I was, and, and what I was willing to sacrifice, which is a big thing, right? I was willing to sacrifice something that I wanted, you know, now for what I wanted most down the line, which was to accomplish that goal. And I, I, I hold that very near and dear to my heart. And which is why I'm willing to work so hard in this space, because I do feel like I sacrifice a lot of things, right? Whether it's time with my family or time with my friends in, in real life. But I'm like, well, you know, in reality, I don't want to do my job in web two. And I know I have a purpose here in web three. Now, if I need to sacrifice for the next year or two or even five years so that I, I can wake up after that and say, man, all of this work and this time was, was for, for my future, um, I am willing to do that, which is not, not common. So it might be very, very drastic and deep, but I, I'm, it, it, it holds a very close place in my heart for sure. Yeah, I think honestly, uh, the simple, I've spoken about this with uh, a couple of other guests actually, but the simple act of going to the gym and stuff can help instill a discipline in you. And bodybuilding is like the next level of that. And I know I've been following a few bodybuilders recently, but another story actually, when I was growing up, my dad was a powerlifter and competed nationally. So I got to see the stuff he would do doing that. And uh, more so now when I'm older a bit, I've been able to ask him about it and actually take it in a lot more than when I was younger as to like, you know, how hard he had to train to hit his goals and stuff. And it's one of those things where it's like, I wish that I, you know, I'd love to be able to build the discipline to eventually, you know, do something like that myself. But uh, I do think that that, you know, whether it be uh, uh, sticking to an exercise regime or something like that it really does help instill that discipline in the rest of your life because once you start doing things that are difficult you're more likely to do a difficult thing in another aspect whether that be your job or you know whatever it is um, and i think that i think you'd agree with that would you not definitely and just a quick piece of advice for anyone who's listening who is considering some sort of like fitness journey just please start small and also stay off of instagram don't follow every Instagram influencer because I can promise you they're not going to be giving you the advice that you need. If anyone is, is you know, the people that listen, if you have any questions, you, you can certainly send me a DM on Twitter. <laughs> like, I will be more than happy to steer you in the right direction if you are looking for the right fitness influencers to follow and to get some true good advice on because, I, again, I'm very passionate about this industry and nothing makes me more sad or upset than seeing people who just are getting the wrong advice because they just feel like this is the right person and it's it is just not not the case um, i'll hit you up for a meal plan yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing i struggle with is like the eating part i i, I understand the weights and, and the you know the lifting and stuff because like i said my dad is it was hugely into this stuff and i can always go to him for advice but it's just the eating part that i find that i struggle with because I when he was obviously training and stuff, he was just eating a lot. Like it wasn't necessarily very, you know, I wouldn't say it was, it was just mass, I guess. Yeah, um, instead I of, yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you about some of that. If you can help me with that, that'd be great. <laughs> Definitely. Would more than, would be more than happy to help. Yeah. Great. Well, I'll, I'll do that after this, but for now I've got another, another thing I'd like to ask you actually. And you mentioned it a few times and it was about growing your personal brand. 
and how you sort of, I basically want to hear how you've gone about that and how you're going about it now. What steps you've sort of found to help you the most that have, that have helped your growth the most, uh, whether that be sort of the spaces side of things or is there something else you do? I'd, I'd just like to hear a bit about that really. And any tips really that you can give to people listening? Yeah, I think maybe my journey might be just maybe some tips as well. So um, one of the big, biggest things that I have always kind of struggled with that I will give advice on is just stop trying to do too many things to build your brand, right? Um, and just really start by finding your niche. And what I mean by that is, is for a prime example, there are some incredible people in the space who write threads to build their brand. I will not write threads. I don't have the personal time to do it, nor do I think I'm great at it, right? And I overthink before I know it, I'm a week into a thread and I will just, I'll throw in the towel. So find your niche, find what you are good at and find what can be kind of missed in the space or, or what you feel like is missing in the space that you feel like you can really captivate or capture on, right? So obviously when it comes to this idea of building your brand in the space, it's very small, right? It's really just tweets, um, maybe picking the right PFP to associate yourself with, which would, and that means uh, like associating yourself with a specific uh, community and then um, obviously supporting specific groups of people and, and running Twitter spaces or speaking on them rather. So I think um, for me, and I'm still working on this, so bear with me. I think it's just one, finding the, the communities that you really want to support and really supporting them to the very beginning, right? It doesn't have to be the person with the highest influence in the space, um, you know, and really just kind of hone into those individuals and those groups of people. Um, and then also, if you are attending spaces, or if you are interacting with tweets with your favorite influencers and your, your dream or your idea is connecting with these individuals, something that I always like to do is instead of, you know, shooting someone a DM and saying, hey, can I get you featured on a space or I need something from you, just telling them thank you for your takes or they, they really resonated with me or checking in on them, right, does so much and goes so far because you building that connection with those influencers and with those people's that those, with those people in the space that have that level of reach will then at the you know long term and down the line will help with your personal brand building right you get more eyes on your account you have an opportunity to connect with them which then in that case will then get you tapped into their inner circles down the line um, so that's one of my I guess pieces of advice um, again finding your niche. For me, you know, Twitter threads are not a thing, but I'm, I'm more than willing to write tweets on just really anything, right? But even more so, people are good at really shitposting and they get a lot of interactions on that. I'm not good at shitposting. I won't do it. I can't do it. I find it doesn't align with me um, and the brand that I'm trying to build for myself. So just writing tweets, right? Um, people have this thing going against, you know, writing GM or GN posts. I don't mind GM posts. I actually used to do them before they were a hyped uh, tweet, which I think it's really funny because I feel like everyone is doing them now, which is cool. Um, but I started doing them again. And sometimes I just write a, a quote under my GM or sometimes I'll write a question about something that I'm really curious about. 
which I find actually gets a lot of engagement on my posts, right? And I've done that to kind of test my, um, my own brand building, right? Do my followers and do my interactions become higher with just quoted GM posts? Or do I get more engagement and more conversation flowing with GM posts with questions? Um, I will probably be doing more GM posts with questions because I feel like not only can I get to know my community and communities that I want to continue to grow with, but it, it helps me get perspective on the space as somebody who's trying to help build communities, right? So, you know, there's a purpose for kind of everything that I do. Um, and then also, um, not just by hosting Twitter spaces is, is kind of my third point, but also attending Twitter spaces and really hopping on stage and bringing value to the conversations, I think would be, um, yeah, my third point. So supporting, you know, people on spaces or engaging with their tweets, whether it's large accounts or smaller accounts is always great. Um, really finding your niche when it comes to tweeting, I think is really important. And thirdly, hopping on Twitter spaces and, you know, speaking and bringing value to specific topics, right? And again, they don't need to be the busiest Twitter spaces. They, you know, I've made crazy connections with, you know, my, one, some of my favorite influencers with only 15 people in them. You know, you request to go on stage and it, you become a speaker. And then before you know it, you've been sitting in their conversation for about almost two hours and you've bonded with this person. You get to know them. And I actually recently did that and it, it made me closer with this person. We're, we DM all the time. I actually got a, a video with Shiv um, and, and this person and they said hi to me. And I was like, oh my God, this is really freaking cool. Like, this is why I love Web3. You know, you have this, uh, this potential to really connect with everyone or anyone, if you're just patient um, and you, you're consistent and you work on it. So those are my three biggest points. Um, and, and just fourth that I mentioned at the beginning is don't spread yourself too thin because you'll just overwhelm yourself. And then this idea of imposter syndrome will kick in, um, making you feel like you're just not doing enough. When in reality, you're trying to do too much and you're half-assing it, which is never a good thing. So yeah oh they're they're great they're great tips and also i think a very important thing is like you say about the the size of the account shouldn't matter i think you don't ever know who you're speaking to and what they're what they might even become later down the line and i think that when you get people who refuse to speak to people who are smaller because they feel entitled or that they're above them it's a very toxic way of thinking and i think that if you actually take the time to engage with everyone um, and, you know, be open to finding friends and, you know, people to connect with and network with across the whole board, you're going to find people you, you vibe with very well. And they may have, they may have 20 followers, they may have a 1000, they may have 10,000, it doesn't really matter. Because you never know what that person's going to become, and how they're going to help you in your journey. And I think I think that's a, another important thing. But thank, thank you for those. And like you're saying, actually, with the personal brand stuff and the PFP stuff, I wanted to get you to tell us a little bit about your PFP and also your thoughts behind the idea of keeping a, a profile picture or swapping it out and how you feel about that kind of thing, whether you think you should just stick with that profile picture forever or should you be worried about swapping it to, you know, for the negative effect it could have on your brand. Uh, just a bit about that really is, is what I'd like to hear. Yeah, so this has actually been a really interesting topic of discussion 
And I think it just depends on every person individually. Um, for me, I have different feelings. So right now, and I actually need to change my PFP uh, respectfully. So right now I have a female Atama um, and I, I recently was, I traded it for another female Atama because I, I aligned with her and she was beautiful. But with holding PFPs, I think it really just depends on, again, your accomplishment in the space. So for example, I have friends who are constantly working on different projects and will change their profile picture to represent the project that they're working for, right? Um, I don't think that's necessary, personally. I think that you representing the project that you want to, I think is entirely up to you. Now, I also am cautious because I always want to have a good idea and a sense of the community that I'm representing on my profile picture. Because before I ever changed my PFP to this Atama, I had my face. This was my first PFP that I changed. I never had anything. And it was really awesome. Um, I felt like, man, I really aligned with this community. They're really incredible. They're some of my favorite people in the space. And I've just made some really great connections. And I have a lot of faith in the founder MGL and, and the, again, the team and what they're, they're willing to do and, and to build. Um, so just, it's, it's very hard. It's very cautious. You, you see a lot of conversation with people saying like, you know, we have the Azuki community, which is extremely strong. You see a lot of people changing their PFPs to, to beans, right. And, and saying that this is, um, you know, having a PFP is super uh, pivotal to your brand. But at the same time, I also have to take into consideration that my brand and who I am shouldn't matter with the PFP that I'm building, right? So for you, Money, my conversations and my journey had nothing to do with Atama. I rock Atama because I like it. I enjoy it. Uh, I know it's not a rug, <laughs> at least for now, respectfully, right? So, you know, I think that's also important. Um, and because I, I align with it and I think it's super cute. Um, I love the artwork. I, you know, I'm very familiar with the team. I've had the opportunity to host spaces along with the team. And th that's just really it, right? Granted, people will say, well, it's really good to, to rock your certain PFP for clout purposes or for connection purposes. And I, I'm like, I beg to differ. There are people that rock their own PFP and have insane connections. There are people who don't, who rock a PFP that, that is just something they found on Google and they have wild connections, right? Um, I don't really think it, it, it should matter. I think if you are providing value in the space, um, if you are just being yourself and making those genuine connections, I don't really think it should matter. Um, because I just, I have this thing where I'm like, if you are really going to be the loudest person in the room, the chances are you're probably not going to be the most knowledgeable, you're, you're probably the one that has the least amount of connections. And I, I just, having a PFP doesn't change that, right? Because anybody can make money, but who you are as an individual doesn't change who you are behind that PFP. You know what I'm saying? So that's just how I feel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, name of the podcast, everyone, name of the podcast, <laughs> person behind the JPEG. <laughs> this is why I'm doing it. And this is what we're, you know, you're speaking about the niches earlier. 
this is yeah. where I found my niche because I think a lot of this space has people talking to each other and a lot of people don't even have a clue about the person that they're talking to on, on you know, via tweets or even in spaces sometimes. Like, for example, if you're in a space with Frank, I know you guys work together, but say, say Frank didn't work with you and you're there talking, you might share a little bit of information about yourself, but he might then miss the, you know, he might not know your story. He might not know the other stuff you've not spoken about in that space and he may never know. That's why I'm trying to, you know, provide that piece of piece of content where people who are actually genuinely interested, whether it be your audience or your friends, they can come on here and hear your story. And actually people who genuinely want to hear it are going to hear it. And as it goes on, you know, hopefully I'll be more and more people will be able to find more and more people and yeah, it will all go well. But I think, I think that, yeah, the profile picture thing actually touching on that, I find it a bit strange because, um, I'm actually, I, f- I feel a bit like I'm I'm on my own almost because I haven't got an NFT profile picture and pretty much everyone I speak to does. Um, and I, but I don't mind that because I, I don't know, for me, it's like, I find, I would find it hard to find a project that I have uh, such a connection to as, as myself. So I just sort of went off my own pre-made little guy that I, that I quite enjoy. And I think it stands out a little bit anyway. I, I don't know, but uh, it's 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 nice. Guys, little monocle there looks nothing like me. I don't have a mustache, so you know, and I don't wear a bowler hat. But I am British, so I guess it kind of suits. Um, actually, before we move on, Ziana, I just want to ask how long you've got because I don't want to keep you longer than than you are, you know, necessary. Yeah, no worries. I think I have about maybe a good like um, seven minutes to be exact. Weirdly cool. enough, I don't normally. <laughs> I don't normally work on Sundays. <laughs> seven minutes. For some reason, I. I I mean, I could definitely push back a call. It's so weird. I have, I don't work on Sundays, but I, for some reason, had about four calls scheduled today. And my family's just looking at me like, really, dude, it's Sunday. You're supposed to be taking off. I'm like, look, I normally don't. I'll check Twitter occasionally throughout a Sunday, but today was an exception. So I'm okay. Yeah. Well, it's because I was I was going to ask you some of your thoughts about some crypto stuff, but I don't want to keep you longer. So um, what I'll do is if... What we'll do is if, if you've not got that much time, you can answer these as quickly as possible, if you like. Definitely. Let's do it. So, it's like, okay. what is that? It's like a Rolodex. Let's well, go. I actually, I normally, at the end of these things, I normally do a quick fire round, but we're going to make some of oh, these a quick go. fire, <laughs> an extra bit. Uh, I'm just, okay, I'm going to ask you a few of these and, and then you're going to answer as quick as possible. Okay. So if I were to ask you what your top projects are, maybe top three projects currently, if you could name them, would you be able to name Three. Oh my gosh! Is this is this owning project. projects or is it uh, that you like? like no, that you like. It could be any. It could be a crypto punk. It could be a <sighs> random, you know, anything. Okay. Oh man, that's hard. Top three. Okay, so I'll give you a blue chip project. Um, I will have to say probably, um, Doodles. I know that comes with shock. Doodles for sure. Um, a mid tier project. I would have to say. Oh my goodness. Um, you've got me looking through my servers. <laughs> <laughs> um, a mid-tier project, I would probably have to say, um, my gosh, I, I guess I'll have to throw out a Tama in there. I, I definitely believe in the community and the team. And then I hate to say lower. And you know what? I'm sorry. I'll also throw in Pudgy Penguins in there as well um, for mid-tier right now. Cause I, I believe in, in Pudgy Penguins and I believe in what Luca Nuts is doing. Um, and then um, a third project, I would probably have to throw in there a, um, funny enough, uh, Frank is rocking it. I would have to probably say the plague for sure. 
Nice. Well, that was that was that was a bit on the spot, actually, and I, I commend the, the speed that you <laughs> chose. That you definitely opened up another tab there and started gliding through your stuff. Like, mm, what do I like? What do I like? Yeah, this, I this, did. This. Oh my god! <laughs> you see, when I was interviewing Shiv, he somehow I think he was prepared. I don't know. He, he rolled him off the top of his tongue. I was like, okay, geez, look at this guy go. But that, I mean, that was a good attempt. I'll take that. That was good. <laughs> uh, okay. What about what? Okay. What are your thoughts on the market right now? Do you reckon that we've bottomed? And I'm talking about Bitcoin and you know everything here. Do you reckon we've bottomed? Do you reckon there's further to go? And also, actually, I want to hear on top of that, what is your thoughts for the sort of future of crypto and NFTs? Do you reckon that we're going to zero? I'm assuming not, but you know, what's what's your thoughts on that? So I don't think we've bottomed. Um, I mean, I know that Bitcoin had like a small bounce. Right now, I think it's it could be it could potentially go up or down. I have not checked, but I don't I don't think we've bottomed. I know people are saying they think Ethereum is going to hit eight hundred dollars. I don't really see that happening, or even five hundred. And then I also know that there was this excitement and hype about a year and change ago where Bitcoin was going to hit a hundred thousand dollars. I think it'll take some time for those um, for Bitcoin to hit that, if ever. Now I, it would be fun to see it back at maybe like sixty seventy thousand. I think it reached 70 or it was close, but I don't think it's at the bottom. Um, it's it's just kind of fluctuating a lot. I'll be honest with you. I I have to look back at the charts. I'll be honest. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. No, um, I mean, if it's, it's your opinion at the end of the day. So, And in regards to NFTs, I don't think we're, uh, we're going to zero. I definitely believe Web3 is 100% the future. Now, how that's going to be executed I could not answer that. I, there could are you so give many... me uh, <laughs> something you're bullish on, like a utility, maybe one or two that you they specifically are bullish on with NFTs wow. or crypto? If there is, if there is any, these are this is well, your fault. <laughs> well, no, it's okay. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm bullish on crypto as a whole because in a, in a lot of ways it gives the power back to the people, right? You see a lot of um, times where. You know, even recently, I think it was in Lebanon where the banks were just refusing to give um, people back their money. I recently saw a video on Instagram where there was a, a, a very wealthy man trying to remove some money from his own account. And his bank basically told him, you know, you have, you have to give us five weeks to give you this large sum of money. And even when that five weeks came about, they were only able to give him a, like, you know, a significant lesser amount of that he had requested. And it just kind of shows that banks just really don't actually have the money that they say that they have. So crypto, I um, I think I'm just bullish on it as a whole. Now, my problem is, is that the access for the people to have to it, right? Whether it's just the basic needs of, of things like internet technology, whether it's like a laptop or some sort of mobile device um, is what I think is is needed and people aren't really talking about it. Now, as far as the utility goes, I mean, from an NFT project, I know this sounds so basic, but damn it, I love merch. I just love a good sweater and a t-shirt. Guys, you are going to hate me for that. I love it. It's comfortable. I think it's fun. I think it's cute. I When I go to NFT events, like I was in Art Basel, I picked up a ton of stickers. I tried to grab some merch. Some of it was a little bit too pricey, but... It was just great, but I also, I like, you know, IRL utility. I like being able to meet the people that I've grown with in the space. Um, I like being able to kind of hear from the mouths of the founders face-to-face -face kind of their future plans. 
um, that they have for the project that I've invested my time and my money into. So yeah, those are kind of the things that I enjoy personally. So thank you very much. And with these last two minutes, these are going to be five one word answers. We'll get through these in like two seconds. Now, Ziana, good morning tweets. Yes or no? Yes. Azuki or mutant apes? For community, probably Azuki. For, you know. That's a lot of words uh... you're saying there. That's not one. <laughs> what are you doing? You're breaking my game. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. So for, I'm sorry. Uh, I would have to put, oh God, Azuki. Okay. And, okay, two more. Gym weights or cardio? Gym weights. I don't know why I worded it like that. Jim waits. Anyway, waits. Yeah. Uh, Bitcoin to 100K. Yes or no? Yes. And the last one. Should the listeners rate the podcast five star? Absolutely. Come on now. Yes. The cheesiest, the cheesiest question, but I ask it to everybody because I want to remind people to rate this bad boy five star when they listen. So, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's, that's it, Ziana. I don't want to keep you because I know you've got somewhere to be. And I think we hit that pretty much bang on the head. I appreciate it. No, thank you so, so much. Um, It's funny because they they kind of messaged me uh, about two minutes ago saying that they're running a couple minutes behind. (laughs) But I do want to let you know that I am so, so, so grateful for your time. And if I can just leave you all with this or the audience listening is just just a couple of key points. Um, Please be patient. Find people in the space that you can really trust because you can't do this alone. It's it's very draining. It's difficult. You will come across challenges and hurdles and having the right people in your circle will just make things so much easier. Um, and be consistent um, and think about how badly you want it. And what I mean, want it, what type of level of, of success that you want in the space. Um, and even, and, and fifth, <laughs> Um, be cautious of the people that you let into your circle. Not everybody is who they say they are, unfortunately. But if you are careful and you do your research, you know, you will be able to kind of weed out those those bad actors um, in your life in, in the space. So I'll just kind of leave everyone with with those points. <laughs> yeah, so, honestly, thank you for that. And thank you for coming on today because I, I, I found it so interesting. And I think we could talk for far longer, to be honest, if, if we had the time. Like I could listen to what you have to say for ages. You're very knowledgeable and it, it comes across. Oh my across. God, thank you so much. I, you know what? And, and honestly, I have to say this too. I, if, if honestly, if I could do it, I truly believe anyone can, again, with just using those points, um, you know, and, and just a, also a, another quick reminder because it just kind of popped in my head you know, not everybody's journey in this space will look the same. Some people's level of success will come quicker than yours. But again, just being consistent, you know, being focused will just help you along your path of success down the line. So thank you so much, um, Money Rich. It, what is your name, if you don't mind? It, it is just Richard, but Rich? I'll just put <laughs> Rich. You, everyone calls you Rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, people don't actually always draw the line, like the sort of, you know, money rich. They don't quite understand that actually the rich is the play. That is the play on the that's word. Awesome. I love <laughs> like my it. Name is I Richard. love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Rich. It was a pleasure. And I, you know, I will continue to go ahead and support your, your spaces as you continue. And again, like, even if I can't do it instantly or right away, just know that I'm supporting you. 
I appreciate your time and you even letting me be on here. I'm, I'm so honored, truly. No, it's, it's okay. And yeah, thank you for coming on. And I look forward to networking with you in the future. Uh, real quick, do you want to just tell them where they can find you, everyone listening? So they, yes. so, yeah. So you can follow me um, on Twitter at Byziana. So it's B-Y-Z-I-A-N-N-A underscore. Um, you can actually follow my Instagram as well. I haven't posted anything yet, but I will be using Instagram as an additional social media platform to just make connections there. But you can follow me on both. Um, shoot me a DM. I would love to get to know you guys more. Build with you. If you have questions, please feel free to let me know. Um, and I am just so grateful again for Rich and everyone that's listening.